What's up, guys? For real, real quick, before we get into the uh, the video, I'm gonna do the contest again. Nobody won on the UFC 288 card, so if you want a chance to win, I've got a UFC glove autographed by Killer Miller from the Ultimate Fighter show. I've got a a Holly Holm autographed picture. I've got a Donald Cerrone autographed picture. I got a Demetrius Johnson picture autograph um if you want a chance to win one of those all you got to do is for it's just for this card um my dog um <laughs> uh it's just for this card you get the way to win is you pick three winners the you pick the winner the method of victory and the round and you only get one decision so um if you want a chance to win one of those, if you're the first one to uh, get it right, then you'll win, and I'll mail the stuff to you, and uh, hopefully more people want to participate this time, because only a couple people tried on my last video, so, um, yeah, man, so if y'all are interested in that, go ahead and do that. What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 73, Dern versus Hill. They finally decided on a main event. They stole my Angela Hill fight from uh, this weekend's card. But uh, real quick, I'm going to go over the results. I had a really good week last week. Um, coming off UFC 288 was uh, a few days ago. And uh, finally had a really, really good night. I mean, my my four biggest bets hit. Um, you know, as you can see right here, I had a unit on Claudio Ribeiro. First, first fight of the night, you know, already in the money there. Um, this Evliev and, and Jordan um, parlay. Um, that actually, that got, um, that got, because that was before Evilev, um, got his new opponent scheduled. So that wound up being just a one and a half unit play on Jordan. Um, and then in order to get some action on Evloyev, I turned around, uh, before the, uh, uh, before the event. And I added this, uh, three fight parlay here. This is, that's why it's off to the side like that. I added it in later on. Originally, I just posted all you see in the center and, and, uh, added the Evliev, Jordan and Chekwu, uh, parlay. Uh, that was minus minus one fifty. I had like, um, I think I had a unit on that too. Um, and then I had the Evliev, Jordan, chaos Williams and Claudio Ribeiro parlay plus two seventy five. Um, I had a half unit on that, that hit, I had like um, probably about uh, I had like seventy five dollars on Braxton Smith uh, to win, so that was a bad play. Um, you know, whatever. He's he's relatively new in his career, and he's basically been self trained up to this point. So just the fact that he's in the, that he's made it to the UFC, you know, with as little training as he had, is is impressive. I know he didn't look very good, but he's still a really cool guy, and I'm still a fan of his. So. Um, and then I had this uh, Evloyev, Jordan, Chaos Williams, Ribeiro, Aleskarov, and Burns. Uh, that was a plus seven fifty parlay. I only had um, like a hundred bucks on that, uh, so not too big of a loss there. Um, but yeah, Burns got me on that one. Apparently, he was dealing with an injury in that fight. Supposedly, whatever. Um, you know, I expected there to be some takedowns one way or the other. I didn't expect it all to play out on the feet like it did. But you know, regardless, man. And uh, I also. I still have a parlay, an ongoing parlay going. Um, I was going to screenshot it and put it up on here, but I mean, I'm sure y'all believe me, but uh, let me pull it up real quick so I can see what it is. So one of the things that I've learned to do, um, you know, on these, on these uh, cards is, you know, whenever you're, you know, your picks aren't going your way or whatever, sometimes I'll reverse my picks and put like, I'll put like my most confident picks in a parlay and then I'll, you know, uh, flip around some of my other picks just in case, you know, like the underdogs that I feel like have a good chance. I'll, I'll flip them around and, uh, and I'll add them. And that's, that's what I did with, uh, this parlay. Sorry, I got to pull it up. I should have had it ready already. Um, yeah, so I switched around. Uh, I believe I had, I picked Dober to win. Um, and I, I had switched it around on this parlay and, uh, picked Frivola. 
Hold on, sorry, I'm pulling it up. Uh, let's see here. So, so this was a parlay, a ten fight parlay. Um, it it, it didn't. I guess I I should have wrote down the odds because it doesn't have it on this you know ticket in the in the middle of everything. But uh, so it's a Kenyan Chekwu, Matt Frivola, Mozar Evliev, Bilal Muhammad, Carlos Olberg, Carl Williams. Uh, Jalton Almeida, Alex Morono, Natan Levy, and Chaos Williams. So if Natan Levy, Alex Morono, Jalton Almeida, and uh, Olberg and Carl Williams uh, win this weekend, uh, this parlay will hit as well. I feel like it's got a pretty good shot. I feel like that's a pretty solid parlay. Um, and I'm glad I made this because you know it, this if this hits, it'll make up for my for my plus seven fifty one that Burns you know knocked out of there. So. Yeah, my picks that I switched on this were Bilal Muhammad and Matt Frivola. So, and uh, yeah, I was uh, pretty impressed with um, with the guy that stepped in on short notice to fight Mavzar Evliev. Um, he looked very good, uh, very dangerous off of his back, um, you know. Uh, but of course, you know, uh, um, Evliev found a way to make it work, found a way to get the victory. But there were some times where I was really worried, you know, in that because I had uh, Evliev in a couple parlays that I was sweating. So. Uh, but yeah, so if, um, and you know, if you watch, you know, if you, if you're new to the channel, um, I put this stuff up, you know, usually way before, you know, a week before the event, you know, all my stuff. And, uh, you know, so yeah, there, there have been these weeks where I, you know, I save myself with the live betting or whatever. And, you know, I usually don't, I, it very rarely do I lose any money. And if it is, it's usually not very much, you know, one play will hit another one won't whatever, but you know, all that's fine to get to a week like, like last week where I, you know, I mean, this is, I don't remember exactly how much profit, uh, probably four units of profit, probably four or four and a half. I didn't do the exact math, but, um, yeah, they I mean the plus, the plus two seventy five. you know, I mean the, and it was, it, it was a really good card and I've still got this parlay riding on it. So, you know, all those times where, you know, I'm sitting there you know, barely making any money, saving myself with the live betting. It's all good. Cause you know, weeks like this make up for it. So, um, and the difference between me and everybody else, you know, is like I said, I give all out this stuff for free. I put myself out there, you know, and, uh, the difference between me and most channels is I don't charge for my picks or my bets. So I put all my stuff out there for everyone to see some of these other channels, they, uh, charge money for their bets. And if their bets don't hit, you never know about it. Cause you're not paying for them. So, you know, the, I put myself out there and, uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm really happy with the way that card went and, you know, pay-per-views are the easiest to do that on. Sorry. I'm rambling so much about this. Uh, I'll put the timestamps on this video so y'all can skip this stuff if you're not interested. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, if you're new to the channel, you know, um, um, what I do is I go through, give out my picks, uh, and at the end of the video, I give out my bets for the card. If there's ever any, uh, bets that I add, you can go to my Instagram highs kit high kick underscore fight picks. That's where I post all my picks and bets on there too. So if you don't want to watch my video, you just want to see my picks and bets. You can go on there and see them there. I usually post them in the community tab on my YouTube channel as well. Sometimes I forget, but I'm pretty good about it. Um, and I'm available on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes, rumble, YouTube, um, all that. And, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, yeah, let's get uh, please like and subscribe and uh let's get into the uh into the card, man. Yeah, so uh once again, UFC Vegas 73 Dern versus Hill. Um a little bit interesting that they try that they made this fight, you know, the main event on this card. Um you know, I thought for sure they were going to use, you know, Anthony Hill uh or Anthony Smith versus um Johnny Walker, sorry. Um you know, or or another fight like that, you know. I mean, I guess there's not a whole lot of fights on this card that I would consider, you know, a main event material. Maybe Andre Fialo, uh, Joaquin Buckley, um, you know, Edmund Shabazi and Anthony Hernandez. Yeah, you know. But uh, either way, man, let's get into this card. So uh, first up, we got Steve Ersig taking on Clayton Carpenter. And uh, Steve Ersig is 27 years old, 5'9", with a 68.5-inch reach. He is nine and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Um, yeah, he's pretty pretty big for a uh, for a flyweight man. I mean, I thought Clayton Carpenter was a pretty big flyweight. At least at least he's kind of big and muscular. Looks very strong for the weight class. Um, Steve Ursig's kind of tall and skinnier, uh, but definitely a good frame for the weight class. Uh, so 
Steve is the uh, eternal MMA flyweight champion. Um, he has a lot of finishes on his record, lots of submission wins. Um, he has a very good guillotine choke. Uh, you know, going over his record, he hasn't fought a whole lot of good competition. Uh, lots of guys with small records, guys that have, you know, very few fights. And the biggest name that he's fought would be Shannon Ross, who we know from getting knocked out on contender series and then knocked out again in the UFC. So uh, not sure if that's impressive or not, but, uh, you know, kind of hard to find a lot of tape on him. You know, there's only one fight on, uh, on UFC fight pass of his and, uh, you know, most of his fights are pretty much, you know, the same, almost no stand up. He, he gets in the clinch and gets a submission. He gets a takedown. Um, obviously, you know, seems to be a good grappler and have good submissions, but it's hard to say based on the level of competition that he's taken on. Uh, he throws a lot of leg kicks when he does, when he is striking. Uh, the one fight I found where there was a bit of stand up in the first round, he got rocked pretty bad. Uh, but then he got a takedown and saved himself and was able to get the finish later on in the fight. So he looks like a really good prospect. Um, he's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage in this spot. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, how he looks in the UFC. And uh, he's taking on Clayton Carpenter. He is 26 years old, 5'6", with a 66 inch reach. He is 7-0 and and 1-0 and in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he has a lot of amateur experience as well, um, in addition to his 7-0 and record. Um, he started training karate and judo at five years old, and uh, pretty much all he's done his whole life. You know, um, uh, he's got a great striking, good submissions, nice head movement, real fast front kicks, throws good combinations. Um, he fights well. You know, either either uh, you know either way, he can lay back and counter punch, or he can push the pace on guys. Um, in his contender series fight, he got caught with a good shot. You know, um, overcame some adversity in that fight. And uh, came back to get the win, and his his opponent was a very tough guy. Um, you know, uh, Clayton fights well from both stances. Um, you know, in his last fight, I, I had a play on him in that spot, and he made it look pretty easy. Even though he gave up a takedown, he reversed position and ended up getting a submission. So that was pretty impressive. Um, you know, he will definitely have the striking advantage in this fight, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I'm, sorry, I was looking at, trying to get my water bottle over here. Um, definitely going to have the striking advantage. He's uh, very aggressive off of his back. He'll attack submissions. Um, of course he got the, uh, you know, the rear naked choke in his last fight. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of unknowns about, you know, the Australian prospect and Ursig. Um, so that's scary, but you know, I, I got to go with Carpenter here and, uh, I'm going to say by decision, um, if he does win by knockout, I would say he may catch Steve with one of those fast kicks, but you know, it's, uh, with, with there being so much, you know, unknown, factors on Ursig, you know, um, if Clayton had a lot better, you know, price on him, I would definitely have, have, you know, attacked him. I'll probably throw him in a parlay or two, but, uh, right now, I mean, it's pretty early and he's already like a minus 300 favorite. So, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of meat on the bone there. Um, you know, contemplating maybe, you know, doing a two man parlay, but whatever, but I don't know, man, it's just, a, it, it's, it's just too uh, too much of a risk with too little return, really, for me to take a play on him in this card, unfortunately, as much as I really want to. So, um, too bad, I guess, you know. But and Next up, we got Takashi Sato taking on Themba Garimbo. And uh, Takashi Sato is 32 years old. He's 5'10 with a 73-inch reach. He is 16-6, and six, and he is 2-4 and four in the UFC. So uh, Sato's coming off a bad head kick knockout uh, in his last fight. And, uh, you know, he's got power in his hands. He's a pretty good striker, but he struggles with the takedowns and the grappling. Uh, you know, and the submission, defense, and awareness have always been kind of his weak point uh, in his game. So, And honestly, this is a fight that I feel like could possibly go either way. Um, Sato has fought the, you know, way tougher competition, but he doesn't seem to learn or improve, you know, uh, from fight to fight, you know, that as far as I could tell. Um, he's kind of set in his ways, you know, and, and his style of fighting, which is, you know, get the knockout or, or get knocked out. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's fun to watch, you know, but, uh, it would serve him well against a taller guy like this, you know, to throw three or four punch combinations, you know, as he goes into the pocket. Cause you know, he's probably going to be out of range on the first few that he throws, but he doesn't do that very much, man. You know, he technically only throws one to two punches at a time, uh, you know, but but to be fair, if he stuffs the takedowns here, you know, he has a really good shot at winning this fight. I just don't know that he's going to be able to. Um, you know, he's been taken down in a lot of his fights. So, 
Uh, and he's taking on Themba Garimbo. He is 32 years old, six foot tall with a 76 and a half inch reach. He is 10 and four and 0 and one in the UFC. Uh, so Themba is, you know, a tall, long guy for the division. Um, he will have, according to a uh, tapology, a three and a half inch reach advantage. And, uh, you know, but on the UFC side, it says a four inch reach advantage. So I don't know, you know, which is which, but either way, it's a good bit of reach, you know, um, his debut was against AJ Fletcher, you know, it was pretty tough, pretty tough fight, you know, for your first fight in the UFC, AJ's a really tough guy. Um, he has decent takedowns and wrestling, good jujitsu. Um, he has six wins by submission on his record. You know, Thimbo will have the wrestling advantage in this fight, I think. And, uh, you know, he's not very good off of his back, you know, but I don't think he's going to have to worry about that in this fight. Sato doesn't really go for takedowns at all unless Sato drops him and then jumps on top of him. But, uh, you know, I feel like the UFC is really trying to do Thimba a favor here because he kind of jumped in on short notice, you know, against AJ Fletcher. So, um, you know, I think Thimba's going to have to use his takedowns and get the submission. He shouldn't play around on the feet if he doesn't have to with this guy. And, uh, you know, his... I think he needs to get a win in the UFC before he starts taking risk and going out there and striking with powerful guys like that. He needs to just concentrate on getting this win, you know, because they might not give him another shot. So um, I'm taking Thimba. Um, I think he's going to get the takedowns. I think I'm going to take him by sub in round two. Probably rear naked choke. Next up, we got Orion Kosi, or is it Koski? I don't know. Ryan Kosey taking on Gilbert Urbina. And uh, uh, Kosey is 28 years old. He is 5'11 with a 71-inch reach. He's 8-1, and one, and he is 1-1 one one in the UFC. Uh, is he really only 1-1? One one? I feel like he has more fights than that. No, 1-1. One one. I guess I was thinking of his fight on the Contender Series. Um so if I'm not mistaken, Kosi has a wrestling background. He's pretty wrestling heavy in his fights. Uh, all but one of his wins have been by finish. Uh, he got knocked out by Phil Rowe in his debut, but Phil's a really big guy with good striking. So no shame there, really. Um, you know, he's training at Team Alpha Male, so I can you can expect him to have a really good game plan. Uh, you know, once again, he's taken on a real tall guy. It seems like that's all he's fought, you know, in, in all of his fights. So, is he, remember, he took on Phil Rowe. He's really tall for the weight class. Then he took on Blood Diamond, another really tall guy, you know, tall kickboxer. And now Gilbert, you know, is 6'3". So, that's all he's fought, you know. So, uh, yeah, I guess he's getting good at it. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully the uh, Koski's learned from his mistakes, you know, and because uh, he, he did get knocked out by Phil Rowe. So, um, he has heavy hands. His boxing isn't horrible. Um, he's most comfortably, comfortable with his wrestling, though. Um, you know, he has struggled to make weight before, so keep it on that if you're planning on betting on this fight. Um, you'll see him faint, you know, uh, faint the takedowns to set up his strikes, which is a really good tactic. Um, you know, he does seem to be making improvements with his striking from fight to fight. He has looked a lot better, you know. Uh, he's really good in the clinch. He does a good job of controlling the underhook. Um, he has good throws and trip takedowns. Um, another thing to watch is if he struggles with the weight again, because... You know, he he usually slows down considerably in the third round, uh, especially if he's really pushing, you know, his wrestling game, you know, through the first two rounds. So keep an eye on that. Um, you know, if he if he has a bad weight cut, you know, he's probably going to be gassed out the second round. So do keep an eye on that if you're planning on betting on him. And he's taking on Gilbert Urbina. He is 27 years old, uh, 6'3", with a 74-inch reach. He is 6-2, and... Two and uh, 0-1 in the UFC if you count the Ultimate Fighter finale fight. Um, uh, this is a guy. This is a guy. Uh, Brian Battle beat you know for the Ultimate Fighter contract. Um, I don't think his record includes the fights on the show, so he does have a little bit more experience than it shows. Um, you know, the show was at middleweight. Now he's down at welterweight. Um, he's going to be a really big guy for the division. He's going to have a three-inch reach advantage here, and uh, he has a decision loss on his record to Sean Brady. So that's impressive that he you know went to decision with him. Um, he has big power in his hands. He rocked battle really bad in the first round of their fight. Um, he's going to have the striking advantage in the spot for sure. Um, you know, he's been out for almost two years. I'm assuming he's been training really hard for his next shot in the UFC. So, you know, he'll probably look much improved coming into this fight. Um, if he stuffs the takedowns, this is going to be his fight all day, you know, and, and everybody's going with Kosi on topology, but I'm going to take Urbina, uh, by KO round one or two, you know, he's going to be the way bigger guy here. And he does have pretty decent takedown defense, and he fights really aggressive. Uh, he comes out really aggressive and, and pushes a really tough pace. So, 
I'm I'm willing to take the underdog shot on here. You know, I feel like he's going to be the underdog. I don't remember what the line is, but uh, I'd like to take the underdog shot on him. I'll definitely have him mixed in some parlays and stuff. So, uh, next up, we got Victoria Leonardo taking on uh, Natalia Silva, and Victoria Leonardo is 33 years old. Um, sorry. 33 years old, 5'5", five, five with a 64-inch reach. She is 9-4 and four and 1-2 and two in the UFC. And, uh, you know, I feel sorry for this lady. You know, she's had nothing but tough fights except her last fight with uh, Mandy Bohm. Uh, she got Manon Farot in her debut, got her arm broken in her second fight against Melissa Gatto. Um, she has some wins by sub on her record. She's been knocked out three times. Uh, there's not a lot of places in this fight where I believe she's going to have the advantage, you know, so I, I can't really say too much for her in, in this spot. Um, she may have a power advantage on the feet, but I'm not certain of that either. Um, she's taken on Natalia Silva. She is 26 years old, 5'4", with a 65-inch reach, 14-5-1, uh, and, and she is 2-0 and in the UFC. Uh, so she's currently on an eight-fight win streak. She has very good jiu-jitsu, uh, particularly her armbar. She has five wins by armbar on her record. Um, she had a she had a really beautiful uh, spin and back kick knockout in her last fight, so uh, she's gonna have a one inch uh, reach advantage. Um, she's a pretty girl. She has everything the UFC wants in a prospect. You know, to push someone toward the top that fans are gonna like. Um, she has good hip tosses, very good takedown defense, good Muay Thai, and uh, I think this is her fight all day, man. And uh, I kind of want to take her to win by decision, but I'll take her to win by submission. Uh, you know, round three submission. Imagine she's going to be a very big favorite too. I don't remember what the line is on that. I need to start writing those down so I can tell y'all on these videos. Uh, next up, we got Chase Hooper taking on Nick Fior. And Chase Hooper is 23 years old, 6'1", with a 74-inch reach. He's 11-3-1 and 3-3 in the UFC. Uh, so in my opinion, you know, uh, Chase is a prime example of someone that the UFC kind of pushed too much too soon on. Um, he has really good jiu-jitsu. I mean, he's world-class jiu-jitsu, very good. Um, but his striking is horrible. His head movement is non-existent. Um, and after how he looked in, in his last fight, I'll never put money on him again. Um, you know, he went out there and, and walked right into every punch that Steve Garcia threw at him. And, uh, you know, so I honestly feel like at this point, he's kind of one-dimensional. Um, he's very tall for the weight class, but he just doesn't know how to use it, you know, in his striking. And, and that's a shame because he's going to have, you know, a two-inch reach advantage in this spot. Um, he's definitely got a lot of, you know, potential, man. I just, it's, it's a bad thing whenever you're this young, you know, and you're, and you're going out here and getting knocked out and, you know, I mean, I would hate to see him, you know, 25, 26 years old. And he's one of those guys that already gets knocked out five times in a row and gets cut from the UFC. You know, I, it's a, that would, that's a very sad thought to have, you know, uh, for such a young guy. So yeah, I feel like he should probably have made the rounds on, you know, the, Bellator and stuff like that before the UFC, but he does have a three and three record. He's won some fights. So, you know, I guess maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but um, he's taking on Nick Fior. He is 25 years old, 5'10 with a 72 inch reach. He is six and one and 0 and one in the UFC. Uh, and I wasn't very high on this guy before his last fight, mainly because of his record looking kind of padded. Um, he fought some tough guys with records like, or he fought some, sorry, not tough guys. He fought guys with, uh, with records like six and nineteen, uh, fifteen and thirteen, fifteen and ninety-one, you know. But uh, he came in on short notice in his last fight, and he and you know he uh, he uh, fought the number one guy in in Poland in his in his weight class. So um, that's a big risk to take, you know, for somebody who's relatively unheard of, you know. And and yeah, he lost, but he made a good account of himself, you know, because uh, Rebchecki is very good, um, or is it Rebecca? I don't remember whatever that guy's name was. May to us, Red Becky. Um, Nick trains with the New England cartel, you know, with Rob Font and all those guys. Um, he has good Muay Thai, you know, lots of finishes on his record, subs and knockouts. Um, he could take a punch. He doesn't give up on himself, you know, and, and I got to say, I think he's going to do do pretty well in the UFC. Um, yeah, it might take him a little while to get his feet going or what, get his feet under him, keep going, but I think he's going to do very well at some point. And, uh, he throws really hard calf kicks. He has great cardio. Um, I expect him to look real good here coming, you know, in on full camp. And uh, and I got him to win. I think he's going to knock Chase Hooper out, man. You know, first or second round KO. 
Next up, we got Lear Latifi taking on Rodrigo Nascimento. Lear Latifi is 40 years old. He is 5'10 with a 75-inch reach. He is 16-8 and and 9-6 and in the UFC. Uh, you know, this guy, he's 40 now. He's getting up there in age. Uh, he was a two-time national wrestling champion, and uh, I think he's from Sweden. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's very short for a heavyweight. You know, his fights usually consist of him smothering guys up against the cage a lot and trying to get the takedowns and catching kicks to get the takedowns. And, you know, I, I don't I don't put a whole lot of stock in his last couple wins. You know, if you, you know, he beat Tanner Bozer. I guess Tanner Bozer's pretty good, but that was a split decision. Um, and then he beat uh, Aleski Olenek, which is a, you know, almost 50-year-old guy, you know, that, <laughs> so... You know, that doesn't really tell you much about where he's at, you know, right now. And uh, he's taking on Rodrigo Nascimento. He's 9-1-1 one, and 2-1-1 one, and one, and one in the UFC. And, uh, you know, so his uh, one official loss in the UFC was to Chris Dawkins, uh, which doesn't look good in hindsight. Um, he has good jiu-jitsu, doesn't have the best takedowns, though. Um, he actually pulled uh, Alan Badeau right on top of himself you know, during that fight, which wasn't a good look. Um, he's going to have a 5-inch reach advantage here. Um, I feel like this fight could go either way. Um, you know, Rodrigo won't be able to get Latifi down. I know that. Um, you know, and I'm guess I guess I'm going to hope that Latifi is uh the underdog, and and I'm going to take the dog shot on him in this spot because I think if Rodrigo can't get him down, um, you know, Latifi will have a pretty good chance on the feet. So because Rodrigo doesn't have the best striking, he is very powerful though. So, um, next up we got uh Carolina Kolakevich taking on Vanessa Demopoulos. And Carolina is 37 years old. She's 5'3 with a 64-inch reach. She is 14-7 and 7-7 and 7 and 7 in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, Carolina's fought the better competition by far uh, between these two girls. Um, if you if we look at her record real quick, you know, it's uh, it doesn't really do her justice just to see a 14-7 and 7 record. Um, she's also pretty hot, so uh, let's see here. So her last two fights, you know, she beat uh, Sil- Silvana gomez Juarez. Um, that was a unanimous decision. She looked really good in that fight. And she beat uh, Felice Herring by rear naked choke before that. And she did have a five-loss, you know, a five-fight losing streak before that. But if, I guess the Jessica Penne fight wasn't a good look. But, you know, you got, um, uh, I can't remember how to say her name, her first name, um, Jan, that just won this last weekend, that beat Jessica Andrade. You know, that's a... She went to a decision with her, which in hindsight, you know, is a pretty good look. She uh, Before that, she fought Alexa Grasso, the current champ. Uh, before that, she fought Michelle Watterson Gomez, and uh, she fought Jessica Andrade before that. And if you go down, you know, the line, she fought Claudia Gadelia, um, Joanna uh, Georgetic, um, Rose Namunez. She beat Rose Namunez. Um, she fought a lot of tough people, man, so... And, uh, you know, she's getting up there in age. Um, honestly, I thought she was done when she was on that losing streak, but she's bounced back and looked pretty good. Uh, not the best of competition, but, you know, she's looked pretty good in her last two wins. But, um, you know, she's very well-rounded. She's really improved her ground game a lot. You know, both her latest wins, you know, have been a lot of groundwork and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, takedowns and, and controlling the back a lot, you know, taking the back and riding the back out and trying to get the rear naked chokes and, so uh, that impressed me that she's still making you know improvements in her game. Uh, and I'm very happy that the UFC gave her some fights that she could win, you know, instead of just putting her up against killer after killer, you know, and uh, she's getting a second run because of that. So, and she's looked pretty good. Um, she used her jab very well. She's a good kickboxer. She's going to have a four and a half inch reach advantage here. So that, uh, that could really, really uh, serve her well in the spot at long reach. Um, and she's taken on Vanessa Demopoulos. She is 34 years old, 5'2", with a 59-and-a-half-inch reach, 9-and-4, um, and 3-and-1 and in the UFC. Um, so I think Vanessa is a very cool person. You know, um, she has a good personality, but I wasn't very high on her. Um, you know, but she goes out there and she finds ways to win, man. You know, um, I wasn't ever – I was under the impression that she wasn't very good, but she's come out and won three fights. So um, she's improving constantly, hasn't really fought any good competition yet in the UFC. Um, the Jin Yu Fry fight was close. A lot of people thought she lost there. So I guess she's a pretty good fighter. Um, 
she has good submissions. She's very flexible. I think she used to be a stripper. Um, she pushes a tough pace. She really does, you know, go out there and go for it. Uh, but based on Carolina's experience and, and the fact that she's fought the way better competition and has more impressive wins, I'm going to be taking her to get the win by decision in this spot. I'm hoping she's an underdog. I don't remember if she is or not. Uh, next up, we got Emily Ducote taking on, it was supposed to be Pollyanna Viana, uh, but I believe they changed it around. I just found out this earlier today, so I'd, uh, whatever. She's taking on um, Lupi Godinez now, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, unless they, unless they changed it, but I was under the impression that she is fighting Lupi Godinez now, but now I got to check because that's going to drive me crazy. Hold on a second. Let me see. I could have swore I'd saw him switch it to Lupi Godinez. Well, if it's on Tapology, then I'm assuming that the fight's still on. I don't know. I'll go ahead and uh, I already know what my pick is either way. I'll go ahead and go over Emily Ducate and Pollyanna Vienna. Um, you know, so uh, Emily Ducate is 29 years old, five two with a 63 inch reach. She's 12 and seven and one and one in the UFC. Um, you know, she showed to have a good striking in her debut. You know, she boxed up Jessica Panay, um, but couldn't handle the Muay Thai of my girl, Angie Hill. So, you know, Angie's pretty good striker, great Muay Thai. So, um, I, I didn't notice it until, you know, when I got back and watched those fights, you know, uh, that Angie was in the corner of Panay whenever, you know, Ducati beat her. Uh, so maybe she's getting some revenge for that or whatever, but, um, you know, Ducati's a, a, um, a BJJ black belt. Um, doesn't use it very much, you know, here lately, but maybe we'll get to see it in this fight. Um, she throws a lot of leg kicks, throws good combinations. Um, she'll throw punches to the body pretty often. She counters really well. You know, I'm not totally sure on her grappling, but she's pretty solid. So I like what I've seen and I'm assuming that she's good on the ground, um, you know, based on the, the black belt and everything. So, um, she's taken on Pollyanna Viana. She is 13 and five and four and four in the UFC. She is 30 years old, five, five with a 67 inch reach. And uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, cut it pretty short on this one, man. Viana may have a grappling advantage, but, but her wins haven't been over anybody that I find really impressive. Um, you know, Viana's going to have the height and reach advantage. Uh, she'll have a four inch reach advantage. So, uh, you know, I don't think that's anything that Ducati's not used to. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take Ducati to get the win by decision. And if it's Lopi, Lopi Godinez that she's fighting, I'm still going to be going with uh, Ducati. So. Uh, is it Ducote, Ducati? I don't know, but, um, uh, I'm still going with Emily Ducote on that. And, uh, I think if it plays out on the feet, Emily's a, a better striker than Lupi Godinez is. And I actually thought Lupi Godinez, you know, lost her last fight, you know, against, uh, Cynthia Calvillo or whatever her name was. So next up, we got Andre Fialo taking on Joaquin Buckley. This should be a really good fight. Um, Excuse me, I'm going to get some water real quick. So, um, Andre Fialo is 29 years old. He's six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 16 and six and two and three in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Andre is, you know, a very tough, very experienced guy. He's been around, you know, and, and even before the UFC, you know, he fought in Bellator and the PFL and, uh, XMMA. Uh, all the major organizations that, you know, outside the UFC, other than one, pretty much. Um, he has very heavy hands, uh, pretty good striking. Uh, he came into the UFC and, you know, uh, he fought Michelle Pereira on very short notice and went to a decision uh, with him. So that was a good look. Um, then he got, you know, uh, two knockouts uh, over guys that I think have been since cut by the UFC. Um, Miguel Bieza. If they haven't cut Miguel yet, I think he's on like a three fight losing streak right now. And then Cameron Van Camp, you know, was cut in the UFC. He never won a fight in the UFC. Um, so, yeah, that that it was it was a good look and not a good look, you know. I mean, based on the level of competition, um, he kind of got exposed in his last two fights, in my opinion. You know, he he did have his moments in his last fight, but you know, was still knocked out uh, by uh, Muslim Salikov. 
So, and, uh, you know, he's, he's always left for a knockout. He's always got a puncher's chance. Uh, and I see this being a pretty tough fight for him, especially coming off two knockout losses in a row. So, uh, yeah, and Jake Matthews knocked him out, and Jake Matthews hasn't been looking very good <laughs> here lately. So, uh, And he's taking on Joaquin Buckley. He is 29 years old, 5'10", with a 76-inch reach. He is 15-6 and six and 5-4 and four in the UFC. And uh, I'm a really big fan of Buckley's. You know, um, He's never in a boring fight. Uh, this is going to be his welter- welterweight debut, so I think he's going to look pretty good at 170. I mean... I never really thought he was that undersized for middleweight until the uh, Nasruddin Imovov fight. I mean, it looked like a, a heavyweight fighting a, a lightweight in that fight. The size difference, um, you know, it was a it was really a really big. You know, <laughs> if you go back and watch that fight, the size is, is of them two. It looked like they don't belong in the same weight class. Uh, so uh, Buckley has big power, and he's you know really made a lot of improvements throughout his career in the UFC. Um, he looked really good in the Curtis fight before he got caught and, and put out, but you know, he was putting out a, you know, a ton of volume. Um, he has wrestling in his back pocket, even though he doesn't really like to use it. Um, he's going to have a two inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he has pretty good takedown defense. Uh, his power carries over into the third round. Um, his footwork has come a long way. You know, this fight is definitely going to be on the feet in my opinion. Uh, but Buckley does have the option for the takedown if he wants it, I think. Um, you know, he's faster, he's more explosive, and, and I got to go with Buckley in this spot, and I'm taking him to win, to win by uh, round two KO. Next up, we got Michael Johnson taking on Diego Ferreira. 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 And uh, Michael Johnson is 36 years old, 5'10", with a 73 and a half inch reach. He's 21 and 18 and 13 and 14 in the UFC. So yeah, this guy's a legend. He's been around since 2010. Uh, they don't talk about it much anymore, but back in the day, I can't remember who his head coach was back then. Uh, but you know, uh, his striking base was you know Dutch kickboxing, which is something that used to be a lot bigger deal back in the day. You don't ever hear anybody talking about that anymore. Um, you know, but whatever. I don't know why I brought that up, but you know, he's an amazing striker. He throws great calf kicks. Um, re- really throws kicks really great to all levels. Um, you know, he throws good straight punches for the most part. He's very technical. Um, you know, I'm honestly surprised that he's only 36 years old with this many fights in the UFC, man. And uh, I really thought he was on his way out after the Clay Guido loss. That wasn't a very good look. Uh, but he bounced back with some with some good performances. And, and I really didn't think he was going to win his last fight either, you know. And, uh, and that Jamie Malarkey fight, uh, you know, was way closer than I expected it to be. Um, who was his last fight? Mark Casey, Yeah, he, he beat him up, man. And I, I thought Casey was definitely going to be able to get the takedowns in that fight. And uh, so, you know, the, the UFC has finally given him winnable fights. You know, he's he's very fast. He has a great jab. Um, his weaknesses have always been his takedown defense and his submission defense. Um, you know, he has nine losses by sub on his record. And uh, later in his career, you know, he's usually, you know, uh, pretty gassed out in the third round. So especially if he's getting grappled, you know, and taken down. Um, he's taking on Diego Ferreira. Ferreira. He is 38 years old, 5'9", with a 74-inch reach. He's 17-5 and 5 and 8-5 and 5 in the UFC. Um, you know, and just a few years ago, man, he was on a, like a five-fight win streak in the UFC, and he was, you know, really on his way, you know, uh, you know, to toward the top of the division. And he's taken three losses in a row, you know, but uh, so, you know, he's, He's on a losing streak right now, but his losses have been to really tough guys. Um, he has great jujitsu. He has seven submission wins on his record. Uh, I think he's like a brown belt in jujitsu, um, third degree brown belt, I think. And uh, you know, he fights well in the clinch. He has good trip takedowns. Um, he takes the back really quick. Transitions very well. Um, you know, he pressure fights. He he's always moving forward. You know, the game plan for him obviously is going to be he needs to get the takedowns and the submission. Um, this fight could really go either way. I know everyone on Tapology is going with uh, Johnson. But I think if Diego gets the clinch, he will get the takedown. And if he gets the takedown, he will get the submission. So he's going to have to avoid the uh, the early strikes of Johnson. And if he can get him down in the first round, Johnson will be considerably slowed down by the second. Um, so I'm going to take the, take the risk on uh, Ferreira uh, by submission round two. Um, I think he's going to end up being an underdog. So probably definitely have that mixed up in a parlay or two. Next up, we got Machate taking on 
Vyacheslav Borchov. This is going to be a really fun fight. <laughs> uh, so, um, Machate is 23 years old, very young guy. Uh, didn't make weight his last time out, so keep an eye on that. Um, he's six foot tall with a 71 and a half inch reach. He is nine and two and one and one in the UFC. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a very fun fight. Both these guys have no ground game whatsoever and really crappy takedown defense, uh, but they are both amazing strikers. And, uh, you know, Machate has a, a really good right hand. He's a sniper, you know, great fast kicks in combination. You know, he, uh, he throws good elbows on the feet. Um, he's very tall for the weight class. He's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage. Uh, in my opinion, like I said, he kind of got exposed in his last fight. You know, it wasn't a quick knockout, and Rafa Garcia was able to take over and beat up on him and took him down and just, you know, he, he didn't look very good in that third round. You know, even though he cut, you know, um, Garcia open and there was blood everywhere, Rafa was still clearly winning all those rounds. So, uh, you know, that's uh, – so he's not everything everybody was making him out to be with his quick knockout over Steve Garcia and his knockout on the Contender Series, so – uh, he's taking on uh, Vyacheslav Borshev. He is 31 years old. He's 5'11 with a 69-inch reach. He is 6-3 and three and 1-2 and two in the UFC. So I'm a big fan of this guy's striking. You know, he has a really long kickboxing background and everything before the UFC, before MMA. Um, you know, but other than that, the story is basically the same with these guys. You know, exposed with their takedown defense and their last few fights and you know, they fight the same way, so what it comes down to is who is the better striker. And uh, even though I've gotten burned twice on this guy already, you know, I'm going to pick him again because I think I think Borisov's, you know, striking is superior to Machate's striking. And uh, I think he I think Borisov is more of a world-class striker than, than Machate is. Um, and I might be wrong. This fight, you know, could be either way. Um, but I'm going to take Borisov to win by decision. And the reason I'm going with decision is because neither of these guys have ever been knocked out. So... Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I think Borislav's going to get this one finally. And I think they, I think they gave him this fight, you know, that way he had a chance at winning because, you know, his takedown defense is horrible and you would, you would have think it would have improved a lot being at team alpha male, but it just, it's looked horrible. The next up, we got the co-main event, uh, Edmund Shabazian taking on Anthony Hernandez. And uh, Edmund Shabazian is 25 years old, 6'2", with a 74-inch reach. He is 12-3 and 5-3 and and in the UFC. And, uh, you know, this guy had a lot of hi hype on him, you know, not too long ago. Uh, let's take a look at his record. So, at one point, he was on a four-fight win streak in the UFC, I believe. Um beat somebody on the contender series Antonio Jones beat Darren Stewart, um, on the ultimate fighter finale, uh, knocked out Charles bird, knocked, uh, submitted Jack Marshman and the Brad Tavares win is what shot him up there, you know, and, uh, they were really pushing him to the top of the division. Um, you know, it was a, a head kick knockout. So obviously that's very impressive, you know, especially at the time, Brad Tavares is really good. Um, and then he lost to Derek Brunson, you know, he got exposed with his takedown defense. He lost to Jack Romanson and then Nasruddin Imovov. Uh, beat him with elbows from the crucifix position, so he got out grappled by Imavov, who I don't consider to be a very good grappler. And uh, he was out for a good long time, about a year, and then came back and fought Dolce Lingambula. And uh, he ended up winning that fight, um, you know, with a flying knee. But uh, honestly, I didn't. He looked good in that fight, but I mean, so it's it's a. Uh, I don't think Dolce is even with the UFC anymore, so. That's, you know, you got to consider that, you know, it was an impressive win, but, uh, he's not an easy guy to knock out. I don't think, or has he been knocked out a few times? I don't remember, but so Edmund's got really good striking. You know, he manages distance. Well, throws to the body a lot, very fast punches. Um, yeah, he's probably going to have the striking advantage in this fight for sure. You know, he has struggled a lot with the takedown defense in the past and the submission defense and awareness. So, um, you know, that's not a good thing when you're, when you're fighting Anthony Hernandez, man, you know, um, and Anthony Hernandez is 29 years old. He is six foot tall with a 75 inch reach. He's going to have an inch reach advantage here. He is 10 and two and four and two in the UFC. Uh, and I think this guy's really good, man. You know, um, I love the way he fights. It's nonstop pressure, great takedowns, good submissions, very good anaconda choke. Um, he has really good cardio. He never gets tired and that's his best weapon. So, 
You know, he's looked better every time we've seen him. You know, this is going to be his toughest test here, probably, as far as, like, the best striker that he's faced so far. Um, you know, Hernandez throws good elbows in the clinch, good knees as well. Um, he puts out a ton of volume. And I'm going to be picking Hernandez to get the win here. Um, I think his grappling is going to get him, you know, get him, get him the win. I think he's going to be able to get the takedowns here. Um, as long as he can get out of the way of Edmund Shabazian's punches early in the first, he'll be all right. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take him to get the win by a third round anaconda choke, man. And next up, we got the main event. Kinsey Dern taking on Angela Hill. And I already went over this fight, you know, on my, <clears throat> my last video. And, um, if you remember... I uh I picked Dern to win, but I said I was gonna put a little a little money on Angela Hill for the underdog money. And uh what I ended up doing is doing a underdog parlay with Douglas Silva DeAndraz, which is gonna be fighting this weekend, and um Angela Hill uh for a it was a good plus money parlay and, and that's still there because these two are still fighting, so uh Mackenzie Dern is thirty years old. She is five four with a sixty three inch reach. She's twelve and three and seven and three in the UFC, and so you know she isn't a very good striker. She has really good submissions, great jujitsu. Um, doesn't really have good takedowns though. So you know, I mean, it's it's the same story with her. You know, every fight. Um, you know, she lost to Marina Rodriguez. She got a win over Tisha Torres, which I thought Tisha Torres won that fight clearly. Um, and then Enoyan uh, Yan. The, one, the girl who beat Jessica Andrade a few days ago. Cops are going by outside. <laughs> um, yeah, she lost to her. And, uh, you know, Mackenzie Dern's a, a good-looking girl, man. The UFC's really been trying to push her and giving her good fights and stuff. And But she just, the more I think about it, man, you know, she doesn't really have any... That's typically Angela Hill's, you know, weakness is the takedowns and, you know, submission defense or whatever. But uh, Angela Hill is 38 years old, 5'3", with a 64-and-a-half-inch reach. She is 15-12 and 12 and 10-12 and 12 in the UFC. I mean, and she's fought everybody. I mean, if you look at her record. You know, she beat Emily Ducati uh, last time out. She beat Lupi Godinez before that. Uh, before that, she lost to Verna Jandaroba. She gave up the takedowns. Didn't really take any damage in that fight. Uh, she lost to Amanda Lamos before that, but I thought she clearly won that fight, and Dana White even said that he thought she won that fight. So uh, before that, she lost to Tisha Torres. Uh, you know, she beat Ashley Yoder, Michelle Watterson Gomez. She lost to her. Uh, she beat Loma Luke Bumi, another talented Muay Thai fighter. Uh, you know, she's fought a whole lot of people, man. Jessica Andrade, Nina Nunes, Courtney Casey. Rose Nama Nunez. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, the story with Angela Hills, you know, the, the same, she's a very talented Muay Thai striker. Her grappling has improved quite a bit, man. You know, she's really been working on it. I know she's 38 years old, but I mean, she's one of my, probably my favorite female fighters. She's really cool, man. And I love her style of fighting and, uh, she's always pushing it even harder in the third round. And this being a five round fight, I think that's going to benefit her a lot. And uh, originally, I was going to pick Dern and still put my money on Angela Hill. But uh, I'm switching my pick to Angela Hill, man. You know, I, it's probably going to bite me in the ass, but I'm not going to be afraid to go with the with the underdog. Especially if, why am I going to pick Dern and then, you know, put a little bit of money on Hill and not pick Hill? So, I think a five-round fight is going to be good for her here in the spot. And uh, maybe Dern will slow down and Angela take over in the, in the you know, the later rounds. Uh, but, you know... It's going to be Angela Hill on the feet all day for sure. She's going to beat up Mackenzie Dern with those leg kicks and, and uh, you know, put out tons of volume. So I'm going to pick Angela Hill. Fuck it, you know? Um, and as far as, that's all my all my picks. Um, and as far as bets go, um, some of my books, there's one of my books has all the stuff up for this fight right now. For some reason, Bovada doesn't have these fights up yet. I don't know why. Um, so I haven't been able to do as much, you know, parlaying and stuff as I want to yet. And, uh, coming off a really good profitable week, man, I'm not going to fucking, you know, kill myself doing a whole bunch of plays and stuff on this card. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Um, so, you know, right now I've got a, I've got a plus 100 underdog play on Nick Fior. 
He is, and I just got a quarter unit on that. Um, and then I've got to play a minus 150 play on uh, Joaquin Buckley. I got one unit on that. Um, and there are going to be, like I said, I haven't been able to put together parlays and stuff yet, like I've been planning on, but I wanted to get the video out. So, um, you know, if you if you check up, you know, go to my Instagram, highkick under, underscore fight picks, and uh, I'll post my parlays up on there. Um, that way y'all can see them and stuff. And I'll post them on the community page in my, in my YouTube, uh, channel. And that stuff will pop up on your, on your feed if you're subscribed to my channel. So, uh, please like, and subscribe, man. And, uh, I really appreciate all you guys. Um, I'm getting close to 200 subscribers. Um, you know, it feels like I've been doing this for like a year now and it's really only been like three and a half months or something like that. I think I started doing this in February. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate all you guys. I enjoyed talking to all you guys and uh stuff like that and um uh also um I'm going to continue and do the contest again on this card since nobody won on the UFC 288 card uh I forgot to put that at the beginning of this video but I'll, I'll go back and add it um but yeah so if you want to win a autograph uh pitcher Donald Cerrone or Demetrius Demetrius Johnson or Holly Holm or an autographed UFC glove it's autographed by Killer Miller um on this card, pick three fights. You got to pick the winner, the method of victory, and you only get one decision. So the other two have to be sub or knockout. And uh, comment on this video below. And uh, if you get it right, if you're the first one to get it right, you'll win the. Uh, you'll win. I'll let you pick which one you want. So um, you'll have to hit me up on Instagram if when I tell you who you won. So you'll have to talk to me on there. Um, but I'll turn the comments off. Uh, you know the uh, day of the fights. And uh, I'll go back and put this at the beginning of the video. So, so y'all guys catch it. Might not catch it at the end of the video, but um, yeah, not very many people tried to get to win the Prince, man. I was kind of disappointed. It was only a couple people, but uh, whatever, man. So, but I appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, thank you for, for everything y'all do, man. I really appreciate it. It makes me feel good to have people that actually care about what I say and uh, look forward to my videos. So I appreciate it, man. You guys take it easy. I'm out of here.